Welcome to the Billboard Mastery Podcast, where you will learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, select the construction type, build, rent the ad space, and operate billboard signs. And now, here is your host, the guy that built from scratch the largest privately owned billboard company in Dallas-Fort Worth, Frank Rolfe. Permits, permits, permits. The billboard industry just seems to have so many permits. What's with the permits? Well, this is Frank Roth with the Billboard Mastery Podcast. We're going to talk about nothing but permits, what they are, what they came from, and, and what you need to know if you want to succeed in the world of permits. Well, let's start off why there are so many permits required in billboards, and that's a simple answer. There didn't used to be. Back in the 1920s, the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s, all the way up till 1965, you didn't need a permit to build a sign. You built them anywhere you wanted. And people built them everywhere. Look at pictures of old Route 66. There must be a billboard every three feet in those old photographs. So many billboards that they're built a little higher, a little lower to the left, the right of each other. It almost is a giant visual blockade. You can hardly even see where you are. However, in 1965, Lady Bird Johnson brought out the Highway Beautification Act then, under then-President LBJ. And with a signature with a pen, LBJ launched into the fact that the U.S. government forevermore would be regulating the placement of billboards in the United States. So when the Highway Beautification Act was signed into effect in 1965, we were forever stuck in a world of permits, permits, permits. So what do you need to know about those permits? Well, for most billboards, you're going to need either one or both of a state permit if you are outside of a city limits. Could be a city permit if you're inside of a self-controlled city with city permits, or you may need both, a state permit and a city permit. So typically one of those three you will have to get in order to build a billboard. So let's start off with the city. You know, a city, we all know what a city is. Some cities are what are called self-controlled and others are not. Self-controlled means that they have an agreement with the state to file their own permits. So in those cities, you don't need a state permit in a city. You only need the city permit. There's other cities, though, that are typically not quite so large. The state doesn't trust them to be self-controlled. In those cities, you must get the city permit and the state. And then, of course, most of America is not in a city limits. If you look at a map and look at the city limits, all those little circles around cities, you'll see by far the majority of the U.S. continent does not fall into city limits. And that would then only require a state permit. Now, and the city side, typically, they're only going to give you a permit for property that has certain zonings. Typically, non-residential, commercial, and industrial are the zonings that they will require. And there may be other issues beyond just the zoning. There may be radiuses from on-ramps, off-ramps, and churches and other items. And then you have the state itself. The state is typically less restrictive than the city in some ways, but more in others. In most states in America, if you want to build a billboard, you have to be in what's called unzoned commercial. Now, that's not up to me to decide. That's based on how the state handbook defines unzoned commercial. It can be because there's two businesses side by side along the highway. It can be there's just one business there. It all falls down to your state. But once you understand the state laws, you have them for a lifetime. They're good throughout the state. City laws, city permits, however, vary from city to city. So when you're looking at a city, you have to get the laws from scratch. The state, however, translates pretty much throughout everywhere. So what's the key then? Well, the first thing you need to know, what are the laws? 
And in most states, if you're going to get a state permit, you'll have to get a state license. Now, not all cities require a state license. Some do, some don't. So you need to first find out about the state license and how that works. If you want to start pulling permits, you may have to go ahead and get a state license in advance before you can even pull a permit. Then you have to really know the laws of the city and the state. Get that state handbook on billboard regulations and study it and memorize it. And the same on the city, because you can't really file for permits and and get them unless you know what the laws are, otherwise your application will typically be denied. You also have to know the application process. States have their own certain application forms for billboards, as do cities. You need to get a copy of these forms and see what information you have to provide and how they want it to be provided. Some are insanely simplistic. Some of them are seemingly much, much more complicated. They're all completely different. You just have to know how that works. So if you're going to fill out a permit, then there's basically three key things you need to know. You're going to have to decide first what size the sign will be. Because every state, every city in America does have a maximum size. And sometimes it's changed over the years. Back when the Beautification Act began, the biggest sign you could build was a 12 sorry, a 20 by 60, a 1,200 square foot sign. In later years, many states decided that was just simply too big. So you need to know what the maximum size is in your city or your state. And then you have to decide, based on the maximum size, how big would you really build? I would recommend you build a sign that's equivalent in size to all the other billboards on the same road. Why? You don't want to build a sign that looks visually smaller than the others. It'll be very hard for you to rent nor do you really need one that's gigantically bigger than the others because it's very expensive and you may not get any extra ad rent for it. So figure out first what size you want to build. And it's mostly about keeping up with the Joneses. So you want to see what other people are building and that's probably your answer. Next, what are you going to build as far as a height? Because that's the other big component of a permit is how tall will the billboard be? First question is how tall can I build it? Some states and cities measure the maximum height from the height of the ground to the top of the sign, but others measure it from the highway roadbed itself to the stop of the sign. And there can be a huge difference. If you're in an area that allows, let's say, 50 feet from the highway roadbed to the top of the sign, but the land itself is 20 feet lower than the roadbed, now you can build a 70-foot tall sign to still meet that criteria. If, however, it's based on the height from the ground to the top and it was 50 under that same circumstance, your sign would only be 30 feet above the roadbed. So you've got to know that, that issue on height. And then you also have to know what height you need to get above the clutter. I always talk about the fact you need to flag any sign to make sure that you are above obstructions. What's flagging mean? It means you take a, what's called a flagging pole, which is a surveyor's tool. You have these different fiberglass sections that that you turn, it comes as one big pole, and you pull up on each section and twist it, snaps into place. And those things will go about 45 feet in the air. Or you can get a skyhook crane, which is a the smallest of the crane variety, and you can have it go up to the height of the proposed sign and see if you're clear of all the issues. Some people even used helium balloons. I think a helium balloon is better than nothing. But you have to find some way to make sure you are above all of the visual debris that will block your sign. So once you've established what that height is, the next question is, is it legal? And if the answer is, yep, that that height works. I'm free of the clutter and also I'm still within the realm of the city or the state. Well, then there you go on the height. The final item is what type of sign do you build? Do you build it out of wood, steel I-beam, or monopole? 
And again, it's going to go down to what are the specific facts of the sign that are going to make you pick one or the other. If you're in a rural area with no buildings around and no one to complain, you may just want to go multipoled wood. Why? It's the cheapest. It's also the simplest to build. If you're in a more of an urban setting, well, then wood may not work. You might try I-beam, but I-beam may not work because the landowner says it's too ugly. And if you want to be able to move the pole around on the property to hide it from view, behind a building, to the right of the front door, then a monopole may be the only thing that fits. Also, what's the size of the ground space you have to work with for building the sign? If it's a very narrow strip between the edge of the property and the building, then I-beam may be your best choice. But you've got to figure out, A, what structure you need to build based on what's on the ground. But then the other issue is, what kind of sign can you build based on your budget? Because steel monopoles are very, very expensive. Wooden telephone poles are a fraction of that price. It may be that you build a wooden sign of a certain height and a certain size out of wood simply to meet your budget to make the numbers tie together. Of course, the premier signs are the steel monopole, but the problem is those premier signs also, like a premier car, are very, very expensive. Finally, you've got to learn the system. You'll find that every state, every city on the permitting side, they all have their own system, their own rhythm of how it all works. You make your filing, you pay your fee, and you get approved or denied, but you'll see there's a similarity in applications that get approved and those which get denied. So you want to learn what the person who approves and denies them is looking for. And don't be afraid to ask. If your permit is denied, there's nothing wrong with asking them why was it denied. I thought I met all the requirements. I thought I was the right distance from the other sign down the street. I thought I had the correct distance from uh, all the entrance ramps and exit ramps. So why in the world have you denied me? That's not a bad question. You may learn all kinds of things within that answer. So there's certainly every reason to believe that, you know, you can find every permit you apply for as an educational experience to come away a smarter person and a better, more successful potential billboard owner. This is Frank Roth with the Billboard Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Billboard Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.billboardmastery.com where you can find past episodes of this show, plus an array of information to help you successfully build, buy, and operate billboard signs.